Everyone, welcome to our new show, Unbatting. I'm Dana Pereira. And I'm Jessica Presley. Jess, we decided that we were going to start this show. And it was all about something that you had said in a conversation with me. Do you remember what it was? I I do. I remember we were kind of talking about um we were talking about um, just the journey in life, right? And all of these things that we're up against. And I believe one of the things that I said was, I'm just trying to like unbad myself, undo these things that have that keep coming up. And yeah. therein, I feel like this idea for unbadding was born. Unbadding was born. And I think it has a lot to do with, I mean, we have so much shit going on. We have generational trauma going on. We have childhood trauma going on. We have everyday life shit going on. And I just really loved the concept of uh, kind of breaking cycles, right? Like going back and also recognizing that all of the things that we were told were bad aren't bad. There's Mm. so much programming, Mm -hmm. especially when it comes to women. Mm -hmm. And um, I just really loved that term for it, unbatting. So here we are, your unbad bitches unbatting our lives. <laughs> yes, unbatting our lives, one episode at a time. Um, yeah, so unbatting, I feel like, just has an opportunity to take us to so many places, right? Um, like you said, we're parents, we're women, we're sisters, we're uh, wives. So there's just so many layers to each of us as humans. And um, obviously, our experience as women is even further layered than some. Um, so I just feel like this is a really safe space for you and I to come together and kind of um, dismantle those things and pull those things apart and see like, what what are we left with underneath all of this? And it's interesting because the way that, I mean, we're, well, let's just get real with you. One, I'm a cussy fucking mom, okay? I do a lot of the cussing. <laughs> um, but you and I, about what, four years ago? Yeah, yeah, almost four years ago. Went through an experience, like growing up, we were, I, I want to call us frenemies almost. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's true. That's true. So Which I think a lot of sisters are. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think that's an accurate term. We were so close, almost too close, Mm. always in each other's business, always thinking that, you know, the other person should be doing something more or uh, because you kind of do that with the people you love, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. You tend to be mean to them, I guess. I do it with my husband all the time, right? Because I know that he's still going to be there. He's not going to leave. Right. Because we're close. Right. And I also wonder, like, how much of that is, like, us tying our own identities into the people that are closest to us. And so we're most critical on them because I feel like somehow you're a reflection of me. So you need to be all of these things. Oh, my God. Nail on the head. And this just happened to me the other night. I went out for a birthday party. Joe, I was the driver, so I was fucking doing shots of water. (laughs) And Joe was doing, like, brown hard liquor. Good times. And he was a disaster. Mm -hmm. 
he was cornering people. Oh no. Like and like people were giving me big eyes like save me. me. <laughs> he cornered probably three women. He was out on the dance floor. He couldn't dance to save his life that night. It, he was trying hard, mm. but and I was so mad because that yes, I was tying my identity to him in that moment and it was not looking good for me. Right, right. So we take on that other person's action, whatever they're doing, and we're like, somehow it's embarrassing me. But it's not you. It's him. You're a totally different person. Okay. I wasn't expecting to go into all of that. Luckily, my husband is really, really good about me bringing him into that. I do this a lot. He is <laughs> my content. Yes, okay. yes. He gave me permission up front, so... I'm allowed to talk shit on him. Well, that's a good thing because I'm sure it's going to come up. Yeah. Well, it has. Yeah. <laughs> Already. Check that off the list. Mm. <laughs> Already. Um. So obviously I have a husband. Uh, I have four kids. I have two teenagers. They're 17 and 16. And I have an almost eight-year-old and a six-year-old. I also have four dogs and no brain cells left. And a partridge in a pear tree. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So although I hate the fact that when somebody's like, tell me about yourself, I make this list of things. Mm. Like I'm a 41-year-old mom of four and I'm married and I live in San Diego. It's like this label, very- Label, 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 label. Yes, mm -hmm. it's all labels. Mm -hmm. So um, now that I have put all of my labels or partly of my labels out there, what are your labels? My labels. Okay, here we go. Um, I am a 39-year-old woman married living in San Diego. I've got a husband of 13 years. 7,000 years. What's that? 7,000 thousand and sixty-seven years. Um, I've got a seven-year-old daughter and a five-year-old daughter, um, both who have come to our family through adoption. So with this show, I feel like we're kind of lucky that we have such different backgrounds, different things going on in our lives, children that are different ages, um, our husbands are completely different opposite ends of the spectrum also. Um, and you get to talk about families with a through adoption. Um, I feel like we each kind of bring a unique thing to the table. Yeah, I think it's our, our, our life experience paired together really does have a lot to offer people who want to listen to us. And, um, you know, we've got life experience. We have, um, like you had mentioned before, like we're all in this process of healing right now. I mean, everybody's healing. Everyone's doing the work. Everyone's digging into their childhood trauma. We're trying to connect with that inner child. Um, and so I think that you and I have found ourselves on a journey um, kind of at the same time, this parallel journey that we didn't even really know about um, because we were separated for quite some time. Yeah. So, I mean, I know that I went off in a whole other direction because I saw a fucking squirrel or something shiny um, <laughs> tends to happen. Sorry. I do. I'm definitely that. Do you ever see the meme where it's like uh, if you're going to hear a story from me, you're going to get like seven sub stories in between <laughs> that story? <laughs> Hang on, it's going to be a ride. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I am. Um, and I just did it. 
because we started <laughs> talking about how four years ago mm-hmm. we kind of we hit a wall with each other and we went from being really close to we needed a break like we were on a break we were okay break. Yeah. yeah and unbeknownst to us both whenever we did find our way back to um working on this relationship with each other we found out that we were actually on really similar spiritual journeys yeah and that like still blows my mind yeah it was really um gosh it was so refreshing um and it felt very safe because you were doing the work i was doing the work we had had this um kind of like this point that happened where it was like everything just kind of came to a head. Everything that um, you and I both needed to unbad about ourselves was coming to a head at that point and we were just stuck and we had to kind of fall apart and go on our separate paths so that um, so that we could go on this journey. Um, and when I found out that you were kind of doing the same thing, I was kind of doing the same thing, we had very similar um, paths that we were on. It just felt really nice. It was like a, um, I don't know, like this um, message, right, or confirmation that was like, okay, now's the time to bring us back together and start to rebuild that relationship. Yeah, because I know for me, I – and for a lot of people, like the world right now, I feel like so many people are opening their eyes. They're going on these journeys, whether it's with religion or spirituality or whatever it may be. And also just to throw it out there, we will use the term God. We will use the term spirit. We will use the term universe. Um, it's all kind of interchangeable for us at this point. So just a heads up, like whatever you believe go with that that's what we mean we're talking about a higher power um uh, something that's bigger than us so whatever you want to call it you can call it um but i feel like so many people are on this journey mm-hmm. um and there are 5 million podcasts out there and we are one of them this one <laughs> <laughs> But I kind of love it. It's kind of nice to see all of these people that are like, let's talk. Let's do this. Because in the 80s, we didn't have platforms like this. You had to be on fucking TV. And our scope was so small. So small. And now any fucking Joe Schmo can pick up a microphone, plug it into a computer. (laughs) (laughs) And talk into it and put their message out there. And whether it's one person that listens and likes it or it's a million people that listen and like it, it's really refreshing to me to see so many people being so open and using these platforms Mm -hmm. to get out there and make people, in my opinion, feel less alone about it. Yeah, 100%. I feel like – 
um, we're all looking for someone to connect with, right? We want to know that our experience isn't the only one. Mm -hmm. And being able to put ourselves out there and speak openly and be honest and raw about how hard life is. Life is hard. And sometimes there's some really fun shit mixed in, but a lot of the time it's hard. Um, And for so many years, I've tried to hold all of that in and portray this uh, woman that has it all together, right? And and doesn't show the difficult sides of life. And um, I've been inspired and empowered by women who were willing to break it down and be raw and show me that I wasn't on this journey alone. And um, I think that as women, as humans, we have to continue to support each other. Mental health right now is at like an epidemic. Um, keeping it all behind the closed curtain isn't serving any of us. None of us. We have to be open. We have to share our stories. We have to be willing to shed some light on the darkness so that it doesn't become this like swelling secret anymore. So how do you feel about social media though? Because for me, social media is a double-edged sword. It can do some really damaging things, Mm -hmm. but then it's also this other side where it's like you have these platforms where you're able to get these stories out you're able to connect with people that are thousands of miles away. I can pick up my phone and talk to my mother across the country and see her face talking back at me. It's like we're fucking living like the Jetsons. I know. We are like have the opportunity to be more connected than ever, but everyone is so disconnected and isolated. And I feel like sometimes that can be attributed to social media. I don't feel like anyone was given an opportunity – opportunity to learn um, how to appropriately use social media in a way Mm -hmm. that isn't going to affect you in a negative way. Um, I've definitely had my bouts with social media where I was really into it and um, on it a lot. And then there was a time where I just had to like let it go. And um, anybody that's a friend of mine or family of mine knows that social media is not something that I'm on a lot. Yeah. Um, And, you know, I have a tendency to be a little bit of an extremist. So... (laughs) Well, keep that in mind as well. I have uh, completely gone off of social media, but, um, you know, that's not always the healthiest way either. I think it's about, in all things, being able to um, kind of look at it objectively and also have a balance. Yeah, balance is key with that. And it's interesting because especially whenever it comes to kids and social media, there are – I mean, they're not going to get away with it, right? Like kids, social media is a part of everything. It's a part of business. It's a part of social life. It's a part of families. It's a part of every single thing. Like there's social media for people that like take poops that look like chickens. You know, like there's something out there. There's something for everyone. For everyone. (laughs) And so you can't completely shut it out. It's really about trying to figure out a way that it works for you Mm -hmm. that keeps it positive. Because whenever I find myself going down a rabbit hole on social media, and I do, I have to like, I have to say, does this feel good to me right now? Mm -hmm. Am I doom scrolling because I have nothing else to do? Like it's either I'm doom scrolling or I'm doom shoving potato chips down my face. (laughs) At this point, I'd rather just doom scroll than eat the calories. But it also has to be like 
something that is integrated because it's such a huge part of our lives now. And I don't, it's not going away. Right. Right. It's definitely not going away. Um, I think that it's a super personal decision you have to make. And I think that a lot of it requires um, like self-regulation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when that thought pops into your head, am I doom? Yes, you are. (laughs) Turn it off. (laughs) Like that thought didn't just come out of anywhere. That's like you telling yourself, time to turn it off. But it's easy to just like push that aside and keep on scrolling. Um, So self-regulation, I think, is key. Um, Also, I haven't had to deal with this yet, but you have two older kids and Mm -hmm. social media is a part of their lives. Um, I am not sure how I'll approach that as my children get older, and that's something that we have to navigate. It is barely a part of the teenagers' lives. Lucky fucking you. (laughs) The boys, they're boys. They just don't give a shit. They have social media so that their girlfriend can, you know, tag Tag them in something. (laughs) He just doesn't care about it at all. Occasionally, like if it's her birthday or something, he'll post. I'm his mother. I guarantee you I don't get a post. (laughs) No, definitely not. Definitely not. (laughs) My birthday's coming up. I expect a post, but it's not going to happen. But it's funny how... Those are the things that hurt our feelings now. Right. He didn't post about me on my birthday. The audacity. He gave me a hug and, you know, uh, came to dinner or, you know, like, but social media hurts people's feelings. So, And then you have your keyboard, like, warriors out there right. just, like, attacking people. And there's so much negative shit that comes out of people's mouths Mm. like to the point where you're like if you were in front of my face right now you wouldn't be saying that but social media somehow gives people permission to be dickheads yeah with no consequences but on the flip side of that because let's keep shit positive (laughs) yep i've met so many really awesome people who are kind, mm. that cheer me on, that lift you up, that – I mean, I have a friend named Giles. Hey, Giles. Um, he sends out care packages online during the pandemic. I told you about him mm-hmm. before. He sent out, like, crossword puzzles and read this short story and here's a game that you could play, like, stuff like that. And you're like, wow, there's people – on social media that use it to get out of prison. They've been wrongfully accused and now they have a whole bunch of people fighting for them because they got their story out there. Yeah. Yeah. There could definitely be that bright side of it. Yeah. So then the the question remains though, how do you navigate this really powerful tool that can really elevate you or really like keep you in the dark? Um, I had a young, uh, young woman staying with me um, a couple years back. Her name was Jaden. And um, she was just the sweetest person. She still is. Love her to death. Um, But social media, I remember, was like such a thing. She was 18 at the time. And it was like Instagram was her holy grail. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, my question as a woman is, how is this affecting our young 
girls especially. I think that girls already have it um, pretty tough, you know, Boys, I feel like they don't think about a lot of the stuff. They're not comparing themselves. They're not being told about their weight from a really young age. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like whenever this Instagram comes across and these young girls whose minds are still developing are scrolling and scrolling and comparing and comparing, I as a 40, almost 40-year-old 40 woman find myself comparing. So how – who knows better? Who has – has trained herself (laughs) intentionally Uh to not care about this stuff. I still find myself comparing. Um, So, like, what do we do for them? How do we unbad the internet? How do we unbad social media? How do we unbad social media? That's a really good point. Like, I also, as a 40, almost 41-year-old woman, find myself comparing to a 20-year-old that has, like, flat stomach, never had kids, can <laughs> eat whatever she wants, and is using a filter right. on her face. All of a sudden, nobody has pores. No. Nobody, We're human beings that no longer have pores on our faces. No. No, that's illegal. <laughs> Everybody is doing – did you see that um, somewhere in Paris, in France – the whole country, not just the city, <laughs> put a law on the table to have influencers have to say if they use a filter or any editing on their photos for Instagram, any anything that is online, this law would require them to say, I have used a filter mm. or I have edited this photo. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? Um, I'm for it. I like it. I think that um, we can't keep um, perpetuating this idea of perfection, flawless filters. It's not real. It's not helping anybody. Um, It certainly isn't helping me. Um, And I think that if this very small thing could maybe even encourage influencers or people who are posting stuff um, on social media for a product, maybe it'll give them a little moment to pause and be like, what is the message that we're sending? Do we want to put a filter on this? Maybe this is going to make filters unpopular. Um, That would be really great in my opinion. I would love for it to be a little bit more raw, a little bit more real. Well, whatever filters started, it was like, I'm a cute little puppy. Right. Or, you know, like. Right. But like, isn't it also kind of weird how it was like, I'm a cute puppy slash sexy puppy on Halloween. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, it was never just cute. It was always like, let me, eyes look a little more doughy. And Uh like, my lips look a little more plump. Like, Mm -hmm. it was never just like straight cute. There was always like underlying sexy Halloween puppy under there. Well, and I would like to know, like, if you go missing and all we have are these cute little puppy filters. <laughs> are we going to find her? Or, <laughs> or, like, you don't look anything like the photos that you're posting online because you have erased the pores and the wrinkles from your face. Like, how are we going to find you? How are we going to find you? You're going to be lost just, forever. That's a disservice to yourself. It is. Unfilter. Yeah. Although I will admit, I have a hard time because as we age, I who's we? Because definitely <laughs> not you, because you have your vampire, <laughs> you and Brad Pitt, forever young, forever young. <laughs> I 
see these. And, and these are the, the thing is I'm like excited because I smile and I have reasons to smile and reasons to laugh and reasons that these, these lines are under my eyes. Yeah. And then I take a picture and I'm like, ew, gross. Ugh, ew. I know. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. It's hard. I feel like over the last year, um, specifically, well, actually in um, 2020, COVID time mm-hmm. is when I first shaved my head. What a ride that was. That was a ride. Yeah, that was a ride. And so I think that whenever I first shaved my head was kind of, for me, a journey of unbatting the mm-hmm. social pressure to look a certain way. Yeah. Um, I was like, I'm going to march to the beat of my own drum. I'm going to shave my head. I'm going to rock it, however it is. Um, did you panic after you did it? Um. Because, like, I feel like I would have the moment where I'm like, fuck yes, I'm a powerful woman. I'm going to own my oh, shit. No, what did I and then do? I would shave my head and be like, what did I do to myself? You know what? Honestly, the only time that I panic is when I'm trying to grow it back. Oh. So right now, my youngest daughter, she wants me to grow my hair back. So when she was two, I shaved it off. And she has never really seen me with hair. And so whenever I'm at the school or picking her up and the other moms are there, she's trying to pull off my headscarf, right? Oh. And I'm like, what's going on, Joe? Why do you want Why do you want me to take it off? And she's like, I want you to have long hair like the other moms. And oh, I'm like, ah. And so I'm like, yeah, I'll grow it out for her, whatever. You know, it's just hair. But I hate growing it back. Even on the way over here, I was thinking like, gosh, I just want to shave my head again. Really? It's like this long. <laughs> this long. I'm like, just shave it off. I don't know. So how long do you think it'll take you to grow your hair back? Well, Are you going to do like a pink Professionally style? speaking, <laughs> it should grow about six inches per year. Oh, okay. So you've, you've got time. I've got some time ahead of me. It's going to be like a, see here, we're looking at like a two and a half, three year journey. Wow. Yeah. Is there any like magic potion for that? Or I mean, I'm sure there is. Uh, you know what? Social media, you're going to start. You Wait. <laughs> My phone's listening to me now. It's listening to you right now. All of the wig things are going to start popping up. Everybody that's like doing those halo mm-hmm. hair extension things, it's all going to start popping up on your phone. Guarantee it. You're, you're going to have to tell us next time if it happened or not. <laughs> But um, yeah, the the hair thing and the um, kind of led to the no makeup thing, which kind of led to the like just really questioning why it is that I wanted to present myself a certain way or yeah. put a filter on or, um, you know, I noticed after my daughter was born was whenever I felt the most compelled to be on social media because I wanted to share her with everybody. Yeah, show her off, a sparkly new car. <laughs> exactly. But I think that for... For me, who isn't always comfortable posting myself, it was much easier to post my daughter. Oh. But it was fulfilling me in the same way, right? Yeah. I was still, like, connecting with people or um, having people comment on my things. Like, it was still feeding that part of me yeah. um, by putting her out there. Um, but I don't know. I think that when I started to um, get rid of the hair and get rid of the makeup and get rid of this, like, exterior portrayal of who I am – it really allowed me to also care less about social media. Oh, man. I am not there. <laughs> I got the makeup on. I, got the, I wish that I didn't care, but I have melasma, mm-hmm. bad melasma from my four pregnancies. 
Um, so whenever I go out without makeup on, I am so uncomfortable because the bottom half of my face is so dark and like, it just, it looks like I have a five o'clock shadow whenever I go out and I'm like, well, just cover this bitch up real quick, <laughs> put all the makeup on there because I'm really insecure about my five o'clock shadow melasma. Yeah. Yeah. I would understand that. I think that we all have those things that, you know, we see on ourselves that we want to, um, focus on. Mm -hmm. And whenever it's something that's on your face, um, it's that much harder. I mean, if the melasma was on my ass, I would not would care not put so makeup much. I on would it. not be covering <laughs> it up with concealer. <laughs> yep. Yeah, definitely would not be. But it's one of those things like how um, how do you feel comfortable going yeah. out into the world? And that's a big part of it. And one of the things that we've talked about before um, even um, starting to record was, you know, what are the things that we want to talk about, right? And one of the things that keeps coming up for us throughout our whole lives is this like duality between the two of us. Um, there's so many ways that I'm different yeah. than you and so many ways that you're different than me. And I think that as sisters, especially young girls together, like we were so forced into the same two worlds. And I wonder sometimes like how much of that was like the reasons why we were frenemies, you know, because we were just trying to be in the same world, but we are so different. And isn't it weird? And any parents out there listening will understand this concept, but same parents, same mom, same dad, same house, same DNA, totally different kids, 100% different, night and day kids, different personalities. What works for one kid doesn't work for the other kid. This kid learns a certain way. This kid, you know, doesn't study at all and gets straight A's. That it's so different and it doesn't matter that you came from the same household and you and I are such a reflection of that. I mean, I think anybody out there with siblings is like, yeah, no shit. We're all a reflection of that. So at what point do we as humans stop expecting offspring to mirror each other? <laughs> right? Yeah. Like we've been saying for ages, gosh, my kids are so different. Mm -hmm. This one's so – they're like night and day. But yet we still expect them to come out and somehow be the same. It, yes. Yeah. Or we expect them. Another thing that parents do and knock this shit off if you're one of them is we tie our identities so hard into our children, just like we were talking about in the beginning, mm -hmm. how I did it with my husband and now he's an embarrassment. So embarrassing. <laughs> but we do that with our kids too. Like little Tommy's out on the baseball field and he strikes out and we're like, damn my little Tommy, like you should have practiced harder. You know, you should have, because now we're embarrassed that our kid went out there and struck out mm -hmm. when in reality it has nothing to fucking do with us. Nothing, nothing yeah. at all. And the same thing happens, I feel like with kids in school, right? It's like, oh, how are their grades? How are they doing in school? And it's like, why do I tie my identity into my kid's performance in the six hours a day that they spend in a classroom? It's like, oh, I'm a terrible mother now. Yeah, for shit that doesn't even really – like, sure, you need to learn how to read and you need to learn how to write. I get it. Yes, true. Good thing. You don't need trigonometry. <laughs> no. You know? And here we are. That's something that I've definitely worked on with the boys is being like, get a C. You know what? Pass the class. Put in the effort. I don't need you to be in, an ace on trigonometry. Mm-hmm. But – so many parents tie grades to their children's worth, which is so weird to me. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I think that as a culture, we've been conditioned to think that, right? Mm -hmm. It's like when we're in school, it's like you got to get the good grades so that you can get to the top of the class, so that you can get to the good university, so Mm -hmm. that you can get the good job, so that you can get the good paycheck, so you can buy the big house, right? And so that's how we end up being in a world um, where everything that we value is external, And we don't know who we are anymore because we've been conditioned to focus on the things that are all outside of us. 100%. We have a lot to unbad. So much to unbad. In our world. (laughs) So much to unbad. And I mean, even with the the differences between you and I, and we came from the same household, we have the same mother, totally different relationships Mm -hmm. with our mother with our siblings. I had a closer relationship with my father. You had a closer relationship with our mother. It's just accepting and realizing that you're allowed to have these other relationships that are important. They're allowed to be different. They're allowed to serve you in different ways. And you're allowed to um, – forgive yourself for not having, you know, the best relationship with this person. Like your personalities are so different and they're not always going to mesh well with other people. And that includes aunts, uncles, cousins, mothers, siblings, uh, siblings, parents, yeah, coworkers, you name it. You know, like I think another part of our programming is we have to, everybody has to like you. Mm-hmm. And that is not true. I mean, there's a lot of people that dislike me, for sure. Well, you know, we're not, like, all that likable. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, the people that really see me, like, really see me, Mm -hmm. are the people that I live with, right? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes they don't like me because sometimes I'm not nice. Uh Uh-huh. And sometimes they're not nice. Yeah. So the people on the exterior, like even if they do love me, love you, do they really know you? Yes. You know what I mean? Do uh-huh. they really know us? Yep. <laughs> I actually really like that my husband does. Like he sees like that look of rage in my eye and he's like, he's right, like TR. Gonna- TR. <laughs> the rage. <laughs> um, he's like, all right, well, it's. Either I'm going to let you go do your thing somewhere far away from me or I'm going to take my water upstairs and watch a TV show. (laughs) I'm going to clear the area. (laughs) Yes, but that's important to have somebody that knows what your boundaries are, what you need whenever you are in a mood because we are not fucking like peppy princesses all the time. I am a moody bitch. Mm, Like I am 70% of the time. And then I put, you know, 10% of the time I take a selfie and I'm like, my life is great. Social media, validate me. (laughs) All good here. Mm. (laughs) Highlight real. (laughs) And it's, I mean, it's, I'm not going onto social media. Like I fucking hate everybody today. I'm moody. I'm getting my period or I'm just sad or the state of the world is terrible and that's bringing me down. There's so much that goes into it. You cannot be peppy princess 100% of the time. Barely even 10% of the time. Barely 10% of the time. I know today I had even texted you and I was like, 
my mood is low, my energy is low, I don't know what I'm going to have to bring to the table. Um, It was just not a day for me. And I feel like um, being able to have somebody to share that with and be like, hey, you know what, it's just not, I'm not feeling it. I just don't feel like myself. And somebody for you to respond to me and say like, hey, don't worry about it. We'll figure it out when we get there. It is what it is. Like, it's so nice to be able to go out into the world and have people around you that do really know who you are and that are accepting of you whenever you don't have those perfect days or those days where you just want to be your best self or your social media Mm -hmm. self. Mm -hmm. Because we are not all that all the time. No. I feel like we have a lot to unpack going forward. I feel like we do too. I feel like we kind of like touched base on several different things and so many of them I want to like dig into deeper and like really like get into the nitty gritty of it. Um, but it makes me excited for what's to come and all the, the opportunities that we have to explore. I'm really excited about it. Guys, I hope that you are sticking around and you know, we have some really fun guests coming on to the show. If you are on Instagram, speaking of social media, (laughs) you can go follow us on Instagram. We are at unbatting. And also this is on YouTube. So if you want to do us a favor, subscribe to the channel. Also, you know, it's our first episode here and we're going to be dropping many, many more to help boost us in the algorithm. I hate being a slave to the algorithm, but we are. It's just what it is then you have to go on to Apple and you have to do the rate and you have to do the review. Five stars only, please. We are not accepting anything less at this time. (laughs) We will not accept anything less than perfection here at Unbatting. (laughs) That's right. Um, This was really fun. I know it was. Oh, good. All right. If you guys stuck around this long, thank you so much. And we will see you next time. Unbatting. We're on batting, baby. We're on a journey, baby. We're on batting, baby. We're on batting.